we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello, my name is Sarah Roche, and I'm the founder of Northern Power Women. And you are most welcome to the Northern Power Women podcast, which we are recording live today from Northern Power Women HQ. And I've got our next guest, Ali McGrath, our winner of Mentor of the Year, in the studio with me. Ali, welcome. Good morning. How are you? Oh, oh, do you know I'm splendid, splendid. And we've called this our We Are More season because we never. Never, we never ever consider our winners for one night. It's not a Christmas day, Northern Power Women Live. We always say, you know, we're not for Christmas, we're for life. And for us, this season has been about picking up on conversations, finding out what people have been up to, lifting a little bit of the of the McGrath, shall I say. <laughs> so let's get into it, shall we? So winner of the year this year at the six Northern Power Winner Awards, mentor of the year. What did it mean? It meant everything, really. I think um, everyone that knows me, I just like to be in the background uh, and just watching what people are doing. So it was just really nice to get some recognition for what I do. Uh, normally, I like other people on the stage. Um, so I found it a little bit difficult at first, um, but straight after that, it was lovely. There was lots of love uh, and lots of appreciation from people, which really blew me away. So that was lovely. So thank you. Uh, no, and thank you for being awesome. So why has mentoring been so important to you over your life? God, I think from 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 my point of view, I think I was always encouraged as a child to listen uh, by both of my parents. Um, it was a very open sort of environment that we lived in, and my dad always encouraged me to listen to both sides of an argument and then make my own thing up. So I think from an early age, I was always a listener. Um, and I always appreciated other sides of the stories. So I've had some amazing mentors in my life. Um, you know, main one being my dad, who put instilled everything into me. Uh, he left me when he was when I was thirty one, but I still live my life every single day by a lot of his teachings. And then I had my first school teacher, which was Rosie Almond, who just seen in me that I was really good at hockey. And that was the first sort of mentor that I had who believed in me. And I played sort of hockey semi-professional at 13 um, for Ormskirk Ladies. And she empowered me to do that. First year hockey trials and I ended up playing for the sixth form. So that gave me my first source of self-belief in myself. Um, and then I went into NatWest, into banking. And there was an amazing woman there called Anna Murphy. And she was probably one of the only women bank managers. Uh, at the time and I started off in city office where it was a room full of 30, 18 to 21 year olds so you can imagine what that was like in there <laughs> and certainly in those days we were just expected to be cashiers as women or secretaries we were really lucky but then I looked at Anna and thought well if she's a manager that's what I want to do and she sort of empowered me to 
go to the next level. So I've had lots of mentors and I've appreciated every single one of them. And I think you've talked about that, your dad, yep. so your family and your personal. And um, I, I know how much you, you meant to Massive. you. You've talked about hockey and, you know, sort of coming through your education and having this side hustle sport that, you yeah, know, you're I very hated, good yeah. at. <laughs> I, I hated I hated a bit of school because I wasn't academic in a sense. Mm. So for me, I found out in my 30s that I was neurodiverse. So all of a sudden the lights went on. I was never really meant to be good at all that. I was really, and, and then that then I give myself forgiveness for worrying about the things that I couldn't do. And then I just started focusing on all the things I was absolutely amazing at. And then that then just was literally the lights went on for me. Uh, and I've never really looked back from then onwards because I just think to me, if I'm happy, then I can do anything. But if you make me do things that I don't like doing, then I'll be really disruptive. Um, and that's how I've sort of got to where I am. And, and you talk about Anna as well. So you, the, the, the final, if you like, it's a trilogy there, isn't it? Yeah. Of, you know, sort of your school life, your family life, your personal life, and then your, your work life. So I always consider mentoring to be, how can, this is about you yeah. and being the best version of you. And it's, I find that fascinating. You just said about turning the lights on mm-hmm. when it, you know, and by having that person that made you feel as though you were meant to be there yeah. and could be even more. Yeah switch lights on yeah was like the lighting up the power grid yeah it's 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 totally right i think in school especially in the 70s and 80s in school it was a very different time um and i was just always energetic i just always wanted to just do sport and stuff so i didn't fit to fit into the traditional sort of girl type of thing you want to do i just wanted to always play with the lads and just have a good fun because it just bored the life out of me just doing playing with washing machines and things like that i just didn't get it so for me it's one of those where all of a sudden when you when you're around people and you don't necessarily understand what they get out of something and then you go somewhere and then you actually find something that you are really good at you don't worry about any of that anymore that you're not you just find yourself sort of focusing on the things that give you joy and I think for me, you know, Rosie at 13 or whatever it was inspired me for that to say, because you know what, I'm good at hockey and I'm really good at what I do. And I think from that day onwards, I never I never really looked behind me then and thought, worried about anything that I couldn't do. When, when do you think you started mentoring? Probably, probably in the womb. I'm only kidding. Um, for me, I think I've just always, always been one of those people that people have come to with, with a problem. I think I'm pretty level-headed, but I'm really solution-focused as well. So for me, I never ever, I can't stay in the well. I can't sit and just talk and do a big tirade about something and nothing move on. I've always been, that's happened. What do we do to make it better? Uh, even as a kid, when we were growing up, and especially in our teens, if anything ever went off, I was always the first one that anyone would say, can we sort this out? So yeah, I think I've just always done it. And I think, you know, you're either a listener or you're not. For me, I feel quite blessed that I am a listener because I get to share so many people's dreams uh, all the time. I might pour, pour cold water on them sometimes, but I never say you can't do something. I'll ask them to go away and reflect. So for me, I think I've always done it and I and, and I will always do it because it takes nothing to listen to someone, does it? What would you say to those people out there who are kind of putting putting themselves off either staying connected with their mentor because actually it's not sometimes about finding them it's about oh, i don't want to bother them they're busy stop being ridiculous that's what we're here to do so what i say to people it's it's you know for me it's like you might have a question that's burning your head out all night it'll take you once you know one second to pick the phone up to me to ask a question i can save you a lot of headaches or whatever it is i don't profess to know everything but what i also do is as well i've got 36 years of experience in business business banking finance entrepreneurship so there's not many things that we haven't come across and certainly if i haven't come across something i've got someone at the end of the phone that'll answer the question within a couple of seconds for us so pick up the phone it's imperative that you have a really good connection with your mentor 
and your mentee. It's so important to do that. You know, I've had certain people that, you know, with me, it's been great at first and then, and then we've lost that connection. It's fine. The work that we do at Central Library, I would call that, it's just very light touch mentoring. So if nobody knows about that, that's Central Library every Thursday between one and three. Sorry, one and four. This is in Liverpool, This right? is in Liverpool City Centre and it's run by uh, BIPC and Gary Miller and the rest of the team there. So what I call that is very sort of short mentoring where you'll come, come and have a little chat with us. Um, that is more around the business Um coaching service that we do there but we get a lot of person people come in with some personal questions as well especially during these times i think everybody's a little bit up the wall um with themselves at the moment so you can either be somebody who's got an actual just a very small idea of what they want to do to business or it's very diverse what comes in there so you can have someone who's got an initial idea an embryo of an idea of what they want to do and then you might have someone who's really thought about the business what we're there to do is sit there and poke holes and challenge um and realistically our job as mentors is to know all the support that's out there in the city. So they'll come, they'll have a little sit down conversation with us. Okay, have you thought about things enough? Because, you know, let's look at it. Entrepreneurship and going into business, it's hard work. You sit there in bed, you're empire building every night when you're setting up your business thinking it's going to be this, it's going to be that, and then reality hits. So the most important thing is actually getting advice and working with the team. There's so much support available. So for us, what we do is we sit, we see what stage that they're at, and then we will do a referral into Merseyside Enterprise Hub, women's organization, or what we will do is go into the growth platform. But from, from, from the mentors that are there in the library, we sort of know what stage and, and when people are ready to go to the next stage. And I think that's important as well. Um, a lot of people sort of go a little early when they're going on the business journey and they might get a little bit confused and it might put them off. But generally what I say is there's so much support out there for, for people in the last sort of six, 12 months. We've had a lot of people that are leaving long careers, mm. uh, professional careers and a little bit lost about mm. what they're doing, where they're up to, what's available out there because a lot of them have been institutionalised. And I think it's sort of sometimes as well, just untangling some of that at first, you know, looking for some empowerment courses for themselves at first to just sort of look about actually what the skills are. Because when they come out of a long career, sitting there and thinking, oh, I can't do anything anymore. So it's nice to refresh them to say, you're brilliant at customer service and look at all this and look at whatever you do. And then we can look at going on to sort of entrepreneurship and things. So let's talk about you. So interesting enough, at the start of every podcast, I'll always give a big bio of reading out who the person is. Um, and Ali is many things, but what Ali is right now is on a sabbatical, right? Yeah, I'm having a lovely time. And it's all about you, yeah, right? For so, the first time. So why did you do it? What what are you doing? Because you, you look a million dollars just in the fact your eyes are sparkling like, yeah. you know, I've never seen that you look fantastic. I think for me, I think all my life I've looked after people and had responsibilities. Um, I think anyone that knows me um, knows sort of I was dead close to my mum and stuff and then mum had dementia. So that took a lot out of me and also as, as a family of all of us. So I sort of after mum had gone and she went just before January, so just before the pandemic and everybody knew I was going traveling after that and then this horrible thing come along called COVID so after that it was okay put your plans on hold again all hands to the pump getting all these businesses through the grants even just being an ear because it was just so horrific what was going on at the time and then what I did was I had a little bit of periods of reflection towards the end of last year a couple of months off and really enjoyed it and then thought I'm, I'm not done so for me it's just around taking some time out for Ali I've worked consistently 
continuous for 36 years. I've never had any time off or whatever. So for me, I never did that gap year. I never did that university. And I think for mentors and I think for people like me, it's important to take a period of reflection for yourself because you can get lost sometimes looking after other people. Uh, so for me, it's at the moment, it's just I've had three months off. I feel refreshed. I've got rid of all that horrible menopause, fat belly thing coming around me, which I wasn't feeling good about. I need one of them. Yeah, I need, I yeah. need an Honestly, <laughs> I am. I'm thinking I'm looking after my health. I'm out every day. I'm doing a minimum 7K every day and looking forward to it. And then obviously now I'm planning a big trip. So I'll be going to Cambodia, Vietnam, uh, January to March. And then I'll probably be coming back for a little bit of time and then I'll be getting somewhere in Spain. But I just think it's important for me to just take some time out and focus on what I want to do moving forward. And that's such a that's a really intentional self care plan, isn't it? Because yeah. we're we're not always good at it, yeah. or we just crack on, don't we? Yeah. You know. So what else? What else is your release? Because I think one of your releases I remember we talked about us goes is the cooking. Oh God, I love it. <laughs> so that's the other side. I mean, I've always liked cooking. I've always liked cooking for people. But again, it's one of those when you're busy all the time, you tend to just grab things. So over the last three months as well, I've really taken myself back to cooking. So I'm cooking everything from scratch. I've banned any television in the house because it's absolutely ridiculous it just puts you in a bad news in the morning uh, I don't even know why anyone watches television in the morning because it just sets you up for a bad day so any bit of advice is just switch the telly off of the morning um, do that and then go out go and have me walk come back do a bit of shopping and then I'll do a little batch cooking so half my mates are all made up because they're turning up at the door <laughs> on Monday night and picking up a lamb keema or they're picking up a curry parsnip soup or whatever it is so that's nice as well because that gives you joy about cooking for other people and things but it's for me it's actually been in the moment taking my time three hours to cook a curry and I just got no time restrictions and that's what I'm really enjoying I love that you're just removing your own barriers aren't they because so so often we can keep yeah. them in our way and yeah. so yeah. like you know this whole um you know I think it's important to challenge yourself though because I challenge people all the time and I sat and I had a period of reflection before I'd made a decision to go. I was like, when was the last time you challenged yourself, Ali? So this is now, this is me about going away and going to challenge me and coming back and adding to my, you know, learned life lessons. And that's what I'm quite excited about. I love culture. I love people. So I just want to go touch things. I'm desperate to go see Anchor Watts and things like that because I just love ancient history. So if I had my own way, I'd be an old woman with grey hair with archaeology, a pair of shorts on and just digging on a site. Well, who knows? Who knows? And that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so this is nice having this time off to decide what I want to do. So, you know, if you see me on an archaeology site, I've arrived. You talked earlier um, about ADHD. Yep. Um, and so... When were you diagnosed? In my 30s. So yeah. I was very lucky. Um, CEO of the ADHD, Tony, is uh, a good friend of mine. So he identified that in my 30s. And it was, it was just like a light, it was just like a light going on in my head. Because, you know, I realized that I'm really good at things that other people aren't. And I used to beat myself about not being able to do stuff that they could do. So I worked out in my head, well, if I focus on all the things that I'm really good at, then there's loads of people that like to do the things that I'm not really good at. So around that, I've built collaboration and I've built a fantastic team of people that we all work together and they're all women and we've all worked together for over 20 odd years. So we all fill each other's shortcomings, shall we say, and we all play to our strengths. And I think that's the most important thing. You know, I think sometimes we, in life, we try to fit a person into a role instead of a role into a person. I said, and that's what I'm quite passionate about, realistically. Why do you have to do everything on that? If you're really good at nine, eight out of things and take the two away, yeah. Focus on focus on what you're good at. But that isn't that just straightforward life and leadership, it's, it's common, right? It's common sense, yeah. isn't it? It's common sense to me. It's not rocket science. But the amount of times that I'm working with clients and whatever, and there'll be an issue with a member of staff, and I'm like, what is the issue? You know, well, they're not doing this. Does it matter? What 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 are they doing that's really good? Well, they do this, this, and this, this. This is really good. Okay, well, why are we focusing on the one that they're not? 
who can do that one thing that they're not good at? Well, Mary can do it. Well, ask Mary if she wants to do it. It's not hard, is it? So, but, and that's for me, I'm very solution focused, and that's what my ADHD brings. I'm, I'm able to shut out all the noise, and I'm able to see a clear path of how things. So, if you want to sit and you want to moan about stuff, I'm really not the right mentor for you. But if you want to sit, say something, this has gone wrong, how do I get out of it? Then I'm 100% the right mentor for you. Do you know what I'm excited to hear? I'm excited to hear that the novel that comes after that, the person who sits next to you on the flight. <laughs> Because by the time you get to Cambodia, by the time you've been on your travels around there, by the time you've gone and got your your shorts, your spades, and start your archaeological dig, yeah. I want to know the I, w- I want to know out there because this podcast reached globally. Who <laughs> watch out? It's the words you know. You know where's Ali? Where's Ali? Yeah. I want I want to know all the people that yeah, meet but, you along the way. Yeah, Please but, let me know. Yeah, but think about it as well. It's like for me, I don't live my life on social media or anything like that as well. So that's the nice thing for me is no one knows where Ali is, and I think that's important. This day in these days because everybody seems to know what everybody else is doing every minute of the day and for me I like to be just a little bit of anonymous and then people have seen Ali oh yeah she's over there and and that's the way that's the way I've always been well, do you know what? I want to know where Ali is, and I've got your WhatsApp number. So please, hopefully, it's all right. Will, will, it's all right. I mean, I've got so many people who are saying, "Can I meet you in such and such? Can I come up and meet you there?" And you know, it is what it is, isn't it? You know, there's at least two or three people who are asking me to meet me in certain places. So I'm sure that'll happen. So it feels as though your life is is almost chapters. It is oh, chapters. Yeah. Oh, this it? is this is this is amazing. This fifty chapters, brilliant. I think twenties you spend half your time dancing and enjoying yourself, and you think life's going to be like that forever. And then in sort of thir- late twenties, there you get to a point where you think oh I want a bit of a career now and then you start getting houses and mortgages and then it gets serious I'm at the other end now I'm 52 so for me I've done all that hard hard graft or whatever it is um, and yet this is this is this is the exciting chapter now this is the chapter because everything as far as I'm concerned is is tied up in a bow and I always think about lessons you think about the lessons that sort of you know my mum having that dementia for such a long time I kept, I kept thinking to myself what is this lesson what is the last lesson that she's trying to teach me. And the light went on, it was patience, because I was never a patient person. And she's left me with patience. And I think that light, that last lesson that mum left me with has given me even better tools now for me to go and do what I need to do because I'm a far more patient person. So out of adversity, I always have to find a positive. And I think what I want to see is um, the dancing to come back oh, again. Uh, so well, just... the dancing's there. The dancing's <laughs> already there at the moment. The biggest investment I've made was a pair of uh, earphones for my iPhone. And God, have I missed music. I just forgot all about it. So on my walks most morning, God knows what I look like sometimes <laughs> because literally if a tune goes on, then my arms are everywhere down the river. And that has been so lovely. Like I said before, shut out the media shut out the news, shut out all that anger and basically just now introduce back into my life music and joy. And that's the, the best thing about it. Well, Ali, we wish you the best on your trip. Please stay uh, in contact with me. Well, you know, Will, I'll be just dropping your gifts. Go, where are you? Where Listen, are you? Don't worry what about are you it. doing? What every, shorts have you got? I think everyone's got home and beacons on me already. I think people have implanted stuff in my phone because they seem to know where I am all the time at the moment, which is disturbing. But well, no. without a doubt, um, you were an amazing, worthy winner of our Mentor of the Year. Thank you. And uh, thank you for coming into HQ today. It's been brilliant. I've loved having this conversation. I hope you've enjoyed 
enjoyed listening to Ali at home. Thanks so much for joining you. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, please do follow us on all socials at North Power Women on Twitter at Northern Power Women and all the other socials. Drop us an email, really old school podcast at northernpowerwomen.com and we look forward to listening to another amazing role model on next week's podcast. Thank you so much. You have been listening to the Northern Power Women podcast in what goes on media production. Oh, yeah.